Hello, gentlemen, lady. How's everybody doing this evening? We're doing fine, champ. You ready for next week? Ready? Yeah. I'm ready. And what's going on, y'all? Happy another, happy another, happy another, happy Friday to y'all. Uh, this is another episode of the Knucklehead Chronicles. It's your man, the Guru. Uh, it's Friday morning. It is cold here uh, in Missouri. And I just can't figure out why it's so cold. Like, who said it was, why did, why did it have to be as cold? <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Um, I dropped off ep- uh, episode seven when uh, Strawberry and I finally got married after all the torment after all the back and forth uh, we finally got married in 2003 now mind you this is my second marriage okay gosh who would never thought there's people that's been married you know once and been married for 50 years here I am I've been married twice in less than five (laughs) this is crazy anywho um, so pretty much for to, uh, for 2003, it was pretty much an uneventful situation, right? But I want to speak to the mental mindset that I had when a while I was married to her. Um, I, I can't really explain it. I think it's a lot of things that uh, it's, it's a place that a lot of men be still, you know, and during this, I was in this constant state of confusion. Like I was trying to fit in, I was trying to be a husband, but I just did not know how. Right? I just did not know how. Um, and I tried though. I tried. Um, we we live paycheck to paycheck. Um, you know, we barely we barely pay that rent. Um, we we I tell you what we did do though. Um. Even in that, even in those in those dark times, we 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 stuck we stuck close, and we kept an eye on Jesus. We we went to church. We had a great church that we went to. Um, and so the the pastor of that church and the first lady of that church uh, that we went to, um, are still friends of mine today. You know, many moons later. Uh, so. At this moment, I was manipulating some gun by this time, right? So I'm just kind of, you know, I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul. You heard that statement before, right? So let's just say, for example, um, I had you know, a light bill due or rent was due even. Uh, our church had an emergency fund that we could, that, that members could use to, you know, get an emer- you know, get a bill paid here, get a bill paid there, groceries maybe, whatever. And... Me, I burnt that thing up. You hear me? You know what I'm saying? Uh, because, and, and it was just the, it was a whole thing of manipulation. Like, I know I can, I know the church is going to come through here, brother. You know, after I bought those Jordans that I really didn't need, you know, after I, you know, after I spent, you know, $200 on something reckless that I, I didn't need and it took out of the mouths of my, of my, my children's, uh, in my wife's mouth, um, because I wanted it. The, the, the level I'm tell you, I, I gotta tell y'all something. The level of selfish I was on back in these days was just un, unimaginable, right? Um, 
and, and, and I, and I, it was a struggle and I had to work through it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I'll tell anybody and I admit it to the day and my, my wife will tell you. There's a level of, there's a level of uh, selfish style that I, had to, I live on now, right? But nothing like, you know, back uh, in that day because that was terrible. That was just, you know, the selfishness back in those days was just t- terrible. Just a damn near criminal. That's how bad it was. Um, so we went through and, you know, I was still, you know, I was in this place. I, I might have been, golly, 28, just by this time, 29. And I had, I, I struggled with the petty excuse of, or the petty justification of, do I, do I still got it? As a man, I struggle with that. Do I still got it? Do I still got it? Just in case me and her break up. Can I go out here and still get me somebody on this, you know, pick up somebody? When I tell you that was the dumbest mentality, the dumbest thing I probably could have ever done was that. <laughs> right? So I got in that mode and I started flirting. You know, I, started, I, I don't think, I, I don't remember, I don't recall cheating on her. Um, but at the same time, I do recall being in situations where I shouldn't have been. Um, you know, being married to her, lying to her, things of this nature, and was like, you know, telling her I had, telling her that I was working overtime when I was at some girl's house spending the night, you know, whatever. I mean, it was, it got that bad. And that's the life I lived. That was the life I lived. If I, could, if I could be completely honest with y'all, that was the life I lived. And then, you know, there was some situations where I should have been dead, like, for real. Like, some of these women that I was I was cheating on my wife with, um, you know, they had these big old boyfriends and, and husbands and such, you know. One in particular, I can't remember her name, but she had uh, this baby daddy that was just crazy, right? And he would, he would, uh, he didn't, he, he was one of those dudes where he didn't want her, but he also didn't want her to have anybody else. You know, it's one of those. You know, if I can't have you, nobody else can have you type of dudes. And so, you know, me and her, we were dating or messing around or what have you, right? And then um, one day he came over to the, there was one night that I was, I was spent the night at her house. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he he just popped up. Like, I know there's a, I know there's a dude in here. I know there's a dude in here. I mean, it was, it was like that. And, uh, I'm like, Lord, if you ever get me out of here, <laughs> I ain't doing this no more. And you know, I didn't. Um, but I made a lot of mistakes with my second uh, wife, all because I mean, it, it just—it was just stupid mindsets. I mean, it, it wasn't even necessarily she did anything to me because she didn't. She didn't do a thing to me. She wrote for me. Like, if you guys have been following the story, man, she wrote for me. I left her in Chicago. And she still got on a bus and brought her kids to be with me. So I got to, my second wife, I don't owe her nothing. I mean, she owes me nothing. You know, I did I did everything to her. But I will tell you a story. And 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 this is, uh, th- this was the downfall of me and Strawberry. After all the stuff that me and her had been through, you know, um, we had gotten to now, mind you. This has been after years of financial torment, 
uh, emotional torment, fatal Friday. And that's a story. That's another story uh, that I'm going to tell you about uh, after this story, because it involves it, it, uh, that story. Fatal Friday is a story that involves uh, Minnie Pearl. I told you in the last episode, she makes one more appearance before she's done, done, right? <laughs> um, so um, this story right here, <clears throat> yeah. When I think about it and look back on, I feel I feel I really feel shame when I uh, tell this part of the story because I don't think I've told it in any of the ep- uh, versions of this podcast. But uh, I'm gonna tell it in this one because I think it's I think it's important. So we were going. My best friend, um, I, I think a couple of episodes back, uh, I told you how my, my best friend uh, Sharon, and he had a church, you know, that he started. And the church is called the House of Restoration uh, in Charlotte. So anybody, and it's still up and going. He's still a pastor of that church. He is now Apostle Barnett, um, and he is just an amazing dude. And we talked like a couple weeks ago after I first did the episode. And I told him, I said, I might. I, I told him when I uh, did the episode, I said I may or may not have used your your name <laughs> in the podcast. He was like, man, I don't care. <laughs> as long as he has somebody. So it was um so he had a church. And he started that church in the garage of his house. And we now uh Jerome has you know, has always lived in ginormous houses because that's just who he is and that yeah, it was him, his wife and he had like three or four kids. You know, Zion uh Zion Josh, uh, Jazzy and then Quashan says so the four kids so he always, he's always lived in big houses and now my wife and I we had three kids um, and we lived like we lived across the way uh, across the street but and, you know in our own big house but we were just all, we were just so financially unstable to where it was just it was ridiculous it was, it's ridiculous right and then and for many moons I blamed her like it's your fault that we broke <laughs> you know what I mean but all the while, it was me. It was my fault that we were broke. Um, but one of the biggest stories with with uh, Strawberry, and, and we'll get in. Let me get into it, okay? Because I, I think I'm sensing a level of anxiety now. Um, so, <clears throat> Sharon had a church, and he had he was sharing a building with another church. So. The the arrangement was set up like this, the church the 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 church that owned the building they had services in the morning. He split the the church up and they, and we had services in the afternoon, so we didn't start having so we didn't go into service until like one. When the other church got out, they they would leave, leave us the building, and we would just take over the building and whatever. There was a young lady that was. Um, they went to the first church or the, the first services. They kind of caught my eye, you know. And yeah, <laughs> let them call her name. I, I can't. I can't even give her a name. I mean, you know what? Let me give her a name real quick. Let's see. Bright eyes. That's what I'll, I'll give her. Bright eyes because she had really, she had really, really, really light hazel eyes, right? So, so I saw it was just you know kind of a in passing type of deal. You know, I think we caught eyes, whatever, whatever. But again, I'm married. I'm trying to stay, you know, on the on the straight and narrow, right? So 
Bright Eyes decided to leave the the ministry that she was in and join Jerome's ministry, right? And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So she started coming to our church. So I saw her every Sunday, right? So it was difficult. It was hard to like not, you know, see something. I, mind you, I'm still, you know, still married. And by this time, she has actually befriended the both of us, right? All right, so case of point, this is what happened. We, me and my wife got evicted from the house that we were living in, um, and we didn't have anywhere to go. So we ended up packing up the family and moving in with Jerome in his big house. Uh, so we moved in with Jerome. We stepped in his garage. My, uh, my second wife helped her raise his kids, tutor his kids, did it. I we lived in it. Now the whole time, bright eyes would come up to the house all the time because she was just put that close to the ministry, or whether she whether or not she was getting close to me, I don't know. But that's what she did. So I saw a lot of her, and I was like, okay, I can't. You know, I, I'm I'm really struggling. But instead of telling somebody I was struggling, I internalized it, right? And then it just. I thought I figured it would go away. I figured it would be like, you know what? It's a passing. It's just like, you know, it's this crush type deal. Boom. You know. And it just never went away. So, long story short, um, she called me. Like I said, we were close. We were, as a as a unit, my wife, my second wife and I, and Bright Eyes and her husband, she was married, and she had a couple, she had three kids. Um we were close though as a family, so we actually went out to this place uh, in Charlotte called at the t- at the time it was called Hams. It, it was a uh, restaurant type pool hall type situation, kind of like a Dave and Buster's almost like that's that's kind of how it was. And so we went out as a unit, like her husband, her, the kids, me, my wife, the kids. We all went out together. The whole time, we digging on each other, right? The whole time, we digging on each other, you hear me? So I didn't think anything of that either. It was just, you know, I'm hoping this goes away. I'm hoping this goes away, right? It never did. <sighs> now, here's this, this is where the shameful part comes in. She called, me one, she called me one Saturday, and she says, hey, Terry, I want to, Hey, what you doing tonight? I said, well, I'm going to go home and I think me and, uh, me and Strawberry doing laundry you know, tonight or whatever. We just kind of chilling as family. She was like, huh. She said, I am hungry. You know, I wish we could hang out, go get some wings or something. I said, well, I, I'm sure she would. Love. I said, this is what I said. And I remember it. I don't know why I remember it so because it happened so long ago. And she says, I'd like to go get some wings or something. And I was like, sure. I, I said, Strawberry would love that. Let's, let's get the kids together. Let's go get. She said, no. I don't want the guy. I don't want the family. I just want you. I said, say what now? <laughs> just saying, so, you know. And she says, no, I just, I just want to just be me and you. I don't want I don't want to be around kids. None of that. I just want me. I just want to be me and you. Now, if you, if you heard what I said a little while ago, the, the kid was struggling. The kid was struggling, like, for real. I should have just, like, I should have said no and been done with it. But curiosity got the best of me. 
I said, okay. I said, I'll meet you at 7.30. After I got off my, I was working. I said, after I get off work, we'll go ahead and, I'll go ahead and meet you there. You know, at hand, the same place. So I get there, and it's 8.30, 8.15, you know, 8.30, 8.45, somewhere. And I get in there. It's dark. You know, Ham's had a had a had a ambassance, as it were. Um, and it was dark with the, the, the music playing. Da da da. Yeah, didn't think anything of it. So we sat down and we had a meal. Now we sat on the same side of the booth. Now it, 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 was, it wasn't like we was in the across from each other. You no. Know? Well, we did it first, and then she moved over to my side of the booth. So our food came. We ate. We pay, we leave. So her car is parked in like in the front of the building. My car is parked like kind of in the middle of the you know in the middle of the parking lot. And so I walk her to her car, being a gentleman, right? So she st- <laughs> she sticks her she sticks her head in the car, getting ready to put her stuff in there so she can you know get ready to go. She proceeds to do that. Stands back up, looks at me, and was like, "Hey, you have a good night." And she kind of, she kind of gave me this smoldering grin thing. I can't even pronounce it. I, I can't even describe it. But it was like the eyes were glistening. The the, the, the street light just hit her, hit hit her just right. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Next thing I know, guys, I was kissing her, and. The level of guilt that I felt in that moment. It's like, why did I kiss her? But I couldn't stop myself from kissing her. It's like it's like I had an auto it's like I had an auto out of body experience. Like I knew it was kissing her, but I didn't think I was kissing her. Right. So we had just this we had this long embrace, this long kiss right there in the parking lot. And that was it. I mean, it was, it was kind of a, but it, it left such a lasting impression. I, I get in my car, she leaves. I get in my car, I leave, you know, she leaves. But at every every instance that we were together, it was awkward. It was extremely, extremely awkward because it was like, I kissed this girl. And, I think the, and, the, and the fact that I'm attracted to her doesn't help that, right? Um. For those of you guys that may or may I may I may, I may not have mentioned, I mean I'm a I'm a boob guy. I love you know boob guy, and she had yeah, massive, and then she would like wear certain outfits just for me to catch to, to catch my eye. Like she knew, you know, and that was my been my struggle for years though <laughs> to be truthful with you. But nonetheless, um, we had we just kept. I mean. We didn't do anything physical outside of the kids for like the first two months, right? But it, we it was like on the it was on the on the ropes. I mean, we it was we get stuff on the wraps when we text each other, da da da, you know. Um. So, so again, I mean, we kind of went on. Uh, an instant happened. An instance happened. Maybe two and a half months later, maybe three. Uh, she calls me up. We go to Hams, but she was like, "I don't want to eat." I wanted, to sit, I wanted to sit in the parking lot. And she was like, oh, that's sentimental value because this is where we had our first kiss. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, you still married. I'm still married. You know, so it's not a big thing, you know. 
Um, so we went to the parking lot and we just sat there like for an hour, maybe an hour and a half. She was like, okay, I want some. I say, want some what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was naive, stupid, man. Like, it was really awkward for me. You know, even though I enjoyed every second that we were together, it was extremely awkward at the same time. And you want it to yourself. You have to want it to yourself. How in the world does it feel good and be awkward at the same time? But I, that's one of those things like, I just can't describe is what it was. It was like, oh, my God. And then, oh, man, at the same time. So, you know, in this instance, that particular instance, we had our first sexual encounter in the parking lot. And it went downhill from there. You know, it went downhill from there because it was, to me, it was just phenomenal, okay? Now, before you sit there with your mouth agape, let me explain. <laughs> like like Kevin Hart. The reason why I thought it was okay to make love to this woman in the parking lot was because my wife had stopped. And she had stopped giving me any kind of play, any kind of, you know, she had to stop. But in the moment... That was my excuse. That was my justification. I'm going to sleep with her because my wife ain't sleeping with me. After looking at it five, ten years later, it was like, oh. But the reason why she stopped doing that was because of me. See, that's the thing that happens with men. Is that we ain't going to admit nothing. We ain't going to let it hit us until years later. <laughs> then by that time, it's too late. You don't destroy who you're going to, you know, who you're just uh, with, 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 with. Um, and so, like I said, it went downhill from there. Um, I think, you know, the, the L word got passed around. And no, I ain't talking about lunch. I'm talking about love, right? That word, it got passed around. Uh, she had a spirit of manipulation so hard on her to where she was, she was like, yeah, she's sleeping with this other dude that I introduced, that I introduced her to. You know, she's cheating on you. This is what she's telling me. So it was just justification. It just fed. It just fed the fuel. It fed the. It fed the inner horn dog. It fed that demonic, you know, lustful, you know, demon. It, it fed that. And as long as she kept doing it, you know, I was I was game. I was all in it. The entire time, that devil is destroying my house, right. I just kept doing it. I just kept doing it. Why? Because it was a, it was gratification. Why? Because it felt good. It's easy to delve in something that feels good, but not realizing the destruction it's doing. When I tell you guys, while I was messing with this woman, being married to my wife, I was unemployed. We couldn't keep any. My wife was working, but I could I couldn't keep a job. I couldn't find a job the entire time. I want you to tell you, I want you to catch this because this is where God intervened, right? And let me know. I got to stop doing this, right? Uh, I the entire we messed around for the totality totality of about a year and a half, okay? You know, off and on, off and on. We stopped speaking to each other. Just that out. Anyways. For the entire year and a half that we were messing around, I could not land a job. God said, and I remember vividly God saying to me, until you leave your pipe out of her, 
you, you're not getting anything. I'm not going to bless you with nothing. And he meant every syllable, right? Because I could not catch nothing, not even a gas station, not even a part-time gig, not even a Mickey. And Mickey D's hires everybody, but I could not get a Mickey D's gig. That's how bad it was. It wasn't until I said, I'm over. I, I can't do this no more. I'm done. Is where the door opened for me to get a job. As soon as I decided and stopped messing with her, God opened the door and let me get a job. Now, for the for those two months that me and her stopped uh, messing around, I was good. I messed around and had a weak moment. That you no, know, the third month, I had a weak moment. We got together, and we we slept together again, you know. And God said, "Okay, you thought I was playing." And so the job that I had. I lost, and that's, I'm, I'm telling y'all that that's something that is how karma works. That is how God works. That is that that's just what that is. And I'm telling you, I could not. And I just like and so. If, and then finally, once and for all, you know, there was many many stories in between that, but I'm not, I, that, that's too many chapters to get into. But there was so many different stories. There was so many things that happened. But when I decided I was done with that nonsense, I had to be done. Now, the moral of that story is a man don't, the, 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 the saying goes, a man does not miss his water until the well runs dry. Right? Now, I done did all this nonsense, rambunctions, running around, sleeping, in, sleeping with other, sleeping with this woman. Sneaking off to a whole vacation with this woman. We did a whole vacation weekend at the beach. You know, did this whole thing, right? And went down there, spent the whole weekend with this woman and all that. After all of that, not realizing how much destruction I caused, because my wife knew. My wife knew. And this is how. This that this is how that ended. I'm gonna end the episode on that. This is how, and then back in the days, those cell, cell phones were was just coming out. I mean, it was, you know, they were fairly new, right? You know, so my wife and I didn't have didn't have single cell phones. We had one cell phone that we shared between the two of us, and uh, so we got this cell phone, and so Bright Eyes had the the number. So she, because we were all friends. We were all friends, right? So we, it wasn't nothing. So one day, um, I'm laying down. I take me a nap, you know, whatever. And Bright Eyes texts the phone, but she's texting it to me uh, on some other stuff. She's talking about, you know, the love and why'd you leave me? And I was pregnant and I had an abortion, things of this nature. See, I, that, that's another part of the story that we didn't get into. Yeah, y'all caught that. She got pregnant. And supposedly had an abortion. At least that's what she told me. That's neither here nor there, right? Uh, so just one day she texts the phone, and my wife at the time, um, she pretended to be me. So they had a whole two-hour conversation. Her thinking it was me, 
And next thing I know, and, and nothing ain't nothing worse than getting shook out your sleep <laughs> when you napping. That's what happened to me though. She straight shook me out of my sleep, and it's like, what the f is going on between you and Bright Eyes? I'm like, what you mean? And she shows me the, she shows, she runs the receipts. She's like, look at this, look at this, look at this. She said this, 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 and this. What are you doing? I ain't doing nothing, you know. And, but she's but in in the receipts, she's you know, plain as day. How could you leave me hanging? I was pregnant with your baby. Say what now? <laughs> you know, what I'm, saying? I'm reading this, and I'm like, I'm I'm dying here, I'm dying. And she's like, I'm leaving. I want a divorce. I said, okay. Right? I mean, what else, what am I, what, what else I'm going to say? <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, oh, no, don't go. She's lying. You know, what, what, am, I supposed to, what am I supposed to say? Like, legit. But I, I, but it still didn't, it didn't, it still did not stop it from hurting to hear, to hear her say that. Um, so I had to bite the bullet. She, she calls up her mom. She's like, Hey, I'm coming home. This nigga, this nigga down here cheating on, you know, with the, with the, you know, and there's somebody in the same circle. I can see if it was somebody outside the circle. We were in the same circles. Now I got to face this woman. You know, stuck with my man. No, I can't do that. She said, I can't do it. So it was a whole, I think it was a whole, you know, we, I begged, I did beg her though to stay and let's work it out and this and that. And it, it, it just didn't come to fruition. Right. Uh, so she ended up uh, moving a month later. She packed up because uh, her, her kids, her big kids were already gone to uh, spend the summer with their dad. I said, they were already in Illinois. And then she had her youngest at the house. So she packed up the Malibu. We had a, we had a, 1998 Chevy Malibu. She packed that Malibu up, and Brent rode up with went to Illinois and, and and left. Now, mind you, my selfish ass, I had unpacked up my stuff and moved to Greensboro because I was like, I had I had made the decision in my head: if you're gonna leave, I'm not gonna watch you leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, I'm telling you, us men, man. We do stuff and we just think everything and we write in every instance. And no. <laughs> Definitely not right. And but at the time, my justification was me if you're gonna leave, that's your business. But what I'm not gonna get ready to do is watch you leave. I'm not gonna do that. And so that's what happened. So with that, we're gonna get in that's gonna be episode ten, but we're gonna uh, I'm gonna drop it off right there. She leaves, goes back to Illinois. I get, I end up in Greensboro. That's a whole story all in itself. But we'll get into that in episode ten. Um, because that that moment, uh, I did a TikTok the other day. That's ter- that certain there's certain things, uh, moments in time that are very crucial because it it turns chapters in your book, right? And so with this particular instance, me moving, my wife leaving, divorce. Well, we didn't we didn't get divorced, but we but uh we left. And 
the the whole meaning of changing the chapter. This is this is this moment because I go I go move in with my best friend from high school. Like I said, that's a whole story all together. That's a whole other story. Before a different chapter, we'll get into that. I might get into episode ten, but she's gone. My downfall and my mental health goes right here. That's where it, that's where it went. You want to know where your where your finance where your mental health takes a dip or a dive? For me, this is it. We'll get into it in episode ten. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you. If you have not. Uh, yeah, please share this podcast with your friends if you think it's that good. Please share it with your friends um, and download the podcast. It's not that you know it's important that you guys listen, but also download uh, the podcast as well. That way you won't miss it every time I upload an episode. You get notification. All right, but I'm out of here. You guys have a great rest of your day. We'll catch you on the flip. Peace. <laughs>